Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome. Welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello and welcome back to the Haunted Estate with Selena and Joel. And we're here to talk to you about stuff because the Haunted Estate is about spooky stuff. It's about hard stuff. It's about weird stuff. It's about stuff you don't want to talk about. It's about stuff that makes you nervous. It's about stuff that makes you want to barf. Am I going too far? No, but I have a question for you. You know how you say we're here? I think we need to name this. Well, we're about to move. Like, you know, I know, but you know, like the Batman has the Bat Cave. I like this. I like where you're headed. Like you need. Like, whether you record the podcast in this room or another room, you need a... What is this, then? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to... Should we ask TikTok? TikTok. What should we name our podcast studio? Let's hear Let's hear your ideas. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm leaning towards... Like, I like the whole Batman Batcave. Your Selena Spooky Boo. The Boo Coop. Like a chicken coop? Exactly. Oh, we love it. The Boo Coop. <laughs> so, that's an... Uh, marketing idea marketing idea boo coop it's like a shirt and has your and i faces like boo and then there's just like ghost chickens you could be the boo coop club i call them my i call them my boo crew or the boo crew yeah what's another name give me another one. Oh man i'm right on the spot here on tiktok and being recorded and thinking right off the top of my head and trying to buy time by talking and the, spooky booth. the spooky booth the spooky booth the spooky booth the spooky booth Ooh, i like the spooky booth Spooky people like the spooky booth. Like if you if this could be a show in an old traveling circus, Selena. Yeah. What would the show's name be? <laughs> the spooky dookie. The spooky dookie. <laughs> I like the, I like the spook the spooky booth. Ah, that's cool. It's cool. Spooky booth. Boo-coo. Casper's closet. Oh, <gasps> who said that? I don't know. I I can't see it from here because I'm blind. School basement. That's spooky. Heaven's basement. That wouldn't that just be hell. No, because you. Why would Heaven's Basement be hell if you're. <laughs> Spooky's Closet? Are you out of the closet? I'm blanking on this one, but man, that's. Yeah, we need a name for this. It could be The Closet. The Haunted Trailer. I feel like you'd have to be a little gay to call it Spooky's Closet. The Haunted Trailer. What? Funny enough. Joel, wait. Is this your coming out? No, didn't you first record your first ever episode in a closet? <laughs> yeah, guys, my very first podcast studio um was me emptying out my closet and sitting in the dark with just a microphone because i thought everything needed to be like completely silent and i was working on a on a i think it was a four dollar microphone from dollarama Mm. look at us now look at us now now we have 10 followers yeah we have 10 followers that listen to this on our podcast anyone who's listening to this right now please just go review me give me five stars give me a lady boner a big one big lady boner what is lady boner I don't know. When I was in elementary school, it's like when your jeans just push up there, but there's nothing there. It's just the jeans are up. Young boys are weird. Yeah, I don't don't know. It's this other really weird game we played. I don't even know why. Everyone's standing in a circle. Like, just randomly, someone would be like, 
Chad. And then everyone would go kick Chad for like 10 seconds. <laughs> and then it would stop. We'd all be standing there. And everyone would be like, Brady. And then everyone would go kick Brady for like 10 seconds. It's really weird. I don't know why or how that. I just remember like playing. Remember when it was a girls team, boys team? And you just like chase each other and play tag and do weird boys stuff. Boys chase girls. <laughs> boys chase girls. But there was this one girl. And anytime someone got close to her, she just whip her pants down and show her ass. Which girl was that? Um, just first name. I don't remember her first name, but she was. Do you know who I'm talking about? She live on Cree. She might have. Yeah, I think I know you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Why boys is chase your girls. Ass always out. <laughs> like that was so weird. Like you think back to the shit you did as a kid, and you're like, just weird things. Like there was a group of us girls, and what we would do is we pretended that on the top of our pencils, where the erasers were, were invisible globes yeah like that we pretend there were invisible globes and inside these globes were our fairy friends and we would literally convince people that we had our fairy friends and you'd you'd throw your ball at the ground and your fairy would come out and walk with you home and play with you at recess so we were having like these full invisible friend like things but like people weren't allowed to have them so it was like us three girls and if anybody was like i have an invisible fairy friend we'd be like <laughs> no you don't you can't hang out with us but like we fully made up these fairy friends but i like remember visually seeing them huh it's been too well nice baby <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> i don't i don't know where to go off that one That's no so but did you do anything weird like that never had invisible friends never had invisible friends Collect rocks like a son of a bitch. You did collect rocks collect like a son rocks of a bitch. Collect rocks like a son of a bitch. And you also dug extensive holes. Holes. All for like a whole summer. I was just in my backyard digging holes. You'd make like a five foot hole and I would come out and you'd just be standing there. It was... Obviously, I was a kid, so I was a lot smaller. But if I stood in the hole, it was above my head. It was but huge. in reality, maybe it was like two and a half feet. And you'd put your army men? Yeah, I would like play like trench army. Like you're in a trench. Mm. Yeah, that was. Do a you long remember time, our yeah. playset? Yeah, oh yeah, bro. That thing was so huge in my memory. I remember like being the second story was like being in the second story of a house. Yeah, but in reality, like it's like a foot off the ground. <laughs> Dude, no, it was big, and I remember like after like the tarp went sitting up, like you crawl up on that top bar, and I'd sing. It was yellow tarp, right? Yeah, on blue. And if you climbed to the top, you could look over what and is now Tammy's house, but the trees are small, and you could see. Algonquin Park Field. Yeah, you can was like, see it. You're like the king of the world. Dude, you were up so high. Wow. And if you fell, you thought you'd break your neck. Yeah, but in reality, it was like a five foot fall. I would sit up there on days that I was sad when I was little, probably up till when I was 13. I'd say, this that'll come out tomorrow. But I would belt it. I would belt it. And I just remember one night singing it and like a couple houses down, someone just, shut the fuck up. The peppers? I don't know, but they were so mean. Uh, I there was like they were like diagonal to us. I'm pretty sure their name was the peppers. And then my parents always called them the partying peppers. But they were always like they were nice. There was no problem. But they like always had parties in their backyard. And I remember one time like yelling over at them like, "You're a butthead." And someone's like, "What's well, a butthead?" I'm like, "You're like a normal guy, but your head's a butt." <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I remember that. It was like honestly, I'd move back onto that street. Like there's just so many <sighs> memories. Oh so many memories like i will never i'll never forget like <laughs> can you tell them the electric guitar so like, oh. thing just while i go check molly's into something like uh across the street i don't even know who was it the neighbor's son who was really into guitars it was the neighbor's son was such a guitarist and he was good but he would practice on max volume windows open like he's like putting on a show for the neighborhood yeah. right and uh like just blaring on this guitar he was good though or i remember being good i don't know if he was good and then selena one christmas got an electric guitar selena and i are not music people no, not. and uh just to like get a rise out of him selena's bedroom upstairs which faced out front she put it's called an amp right yeah put the amp on the roof outside the window max volume and just like not playing a note like just and then would stop he'd play something back and selena would like fucking hilarious i was probably 12 and he was probably like like 20 i probably thought he was hot and i was just like yeah this is me i'm just playing metal like i didn't that was funny enough her name is selena that was the people who lived there before selena no it was just i think it was the thorburns i think it was before tyler lived there no it was to the right of nancy's house wasn't it oh i thought it was thorburns uh maybe our street was really interesting because it, it was a lot of different worlds and i hate talking about this now but like there was our street which was houses and then the street across from us was all semis but then behind there at the time was um like 
low income. really low income and like really high crime which was very strange because one street away it was very very different so like our parents like wouldn't let us go over there but like every once in a while like shit would just be going down it's where everyone hung out it's where everyone hung out but we like remember like sneaking to like go to the park and stuff i remember they put those big rocks in yeah at the spring bank end of the street yeah and uh that's when those townhouses were brand new and i wanted to climb on those rocks so bad and mom and dad i wasn't allowed to cross spring bank street because that was a busy road it's not a busy road and uh i think it was sterling and i like I went on, on the rocks yeah i know sterling and i like went across the street on those rocks i was like, so badass like oh my god like, we're, I crossed we're on the, the rocks like, like yeah that was hard to believe that was in the 90s that's how long ago that was that's that's hard to believe I don't like being a grown up. Oh, it's it's weird. It's Do you weird remember? So, like another funny. Th- I just want to bring up another funny thing before we get into our dark, creepy episode about artifacts found in mass graves. I something I do want to talk about is garbage picking. <laughs> Oh yeah. This is all so back in the day we live in this town and in the spring we would have spring cleanup. So you were allowed to put whatever the fuck you wanted at the end of the road for garbage. But like this was like people weren't taking stuff to the Salvation Army. They were spending their life waiting for spring to put all of their shit out. And it was like the town was a was a literal dump. Oh, was before obviously like you know now there's only you can put like two large items or two yeah, large. In items America, up, they don't do this in a lot of places. Like literally, of. there was like it seemed like a month, but it, maybe it was like one weekend where you could put anything you wanted on your boulevard, and the city would come by with big trucks and equipment and pick it up. So like this week, the whole city was just furniture, garbage. But here's the thing when i'm talking about this low income area or whatever like that's just what it was classified and i just want to be pc about it um theirs all went in one big pile outside the place there's like it's like 100 houses in there but they all went in this one spot it was a fucking it was amazing it was mecca it was honestly mecca and uh every once in a while my mom had an amazing story of pulling something valuable out of the garbage bro do you not remember the playing cards? i was i'm building so up like, to it okay, okay so like you go through these bags you're cracking open garbage bags people are like kids get away from here but it's covered we're like a swarm of flies over this garage we're pulling open garbage things i'm getting like 50 stacks of cds of like russian music and i'm so pumped so i'm like getting like full makeup kits and this furniture pillows blanket gym equipment people put furniture out with the drawers full i'd like open the drawers just throw shit out bro how many treadmills did i bring home oh i brought home 100 treadmills (laughs) other guys want to know what though every treadmills always worked yeah every treadmill people throw out working still that bicycle like only like a year ago you called me to come pick up yeah it's still in the basement dad uses it it still works (laughs) bro like there like it was it was it was we have to go garbage picking one Mm. spring i'm so excited but I go in there, I'm digging out, what do I find? A pack of playing cards. But these are not any playing cards. These are Coca-Cola playing cards. Now let's get farther. There's a weird strip on this. I open them up. They're war planes. They're Coca-Cola 1939 30, war plane playing cards. Mom, my mom and dad, they still have them. Incredibly valuable. And they were actually given out to the troops, but not in mass, which is why they're really rare. And they use them in the playing cards so they could be able to identify the planes from the ground to know if it was an enemy plane or ally plane. And we found some cool stuff. All the furniture in our house growing up was from garbage. The couches we brought home. How many times did you and I drag couches home from oh, kilometers man. away? And uh, like my parents, they'd pick up like a random piece of furniture and then use like uh, paint remover and like steel wool and strip it and stain it and polish it again and make it nice. And some of the stuff they still have and it's nice. And really funny, our high school, or my high school, the high school I went to, there was like a, they call it like the smoker's pit. You know, it's like where all the people smoke. But in my town, like everyone now has a pickup truck but this was like you know 15 years ago when pickup trucks weren't that common but because we live in a rural area a lot of people have pickup trucks during spring cleanup all the smoker kids people whatever would skip school and they'd have whole living room sets out there at the curb bro that's what adam would talk about because we couches chairs coffee tables they'd be out there on a couch smoking and it's not only that like so to party here we did bush parties because we're in a rural area so everybody went down to this place called piddock and we all partied in the woods we'd start a fire but when spring cleanup happened the entire entire area like the whole nature reservoir everywhere was just full of garbage full of chairs and lawn chairs and people had built full ass like 
living areas uh, with like wood like full couches and some people even set them up with like a broken tv and a, like it looked like an art installment in the middle of the woods honestly but like man, and people you know some people like bush parties quite often got out of hand people be lighting couches on fire oh yeah some idiot tries to jump the fire doesn't make it gets burnt all up aside like <laughs> like i remember when that movie project x came out mm. um and that was funny because that was like I, I was a teenager at the time and uh i remember being like what you guys think this is crazy we like couches and cars on fire all the time uh, like is this is this like normal not you, normal to you guys you should see what small town life is like <laughs> surprised we survived we'll, uh, we'll burn a car beside a cow no. um <laughs> we'll milk the cow put the cow in the beer like we're uh, doing like honestly like i remember a weekend out at my ex-boyfriend's house was like we'd hang out with the horses and they would chase us that we'd drive some minivans off some jumps <laughs> that's how we crack the windshield isn't it i don't even probably uh, i just remember like driving and being on the back of an atv and we went into someone's field that we thought was somebody else's and like the farmer came out with a full gun, a gun. and was driving <laughs> down this rural road with a shotgun at us like uh, I've lived a life. Sounds like a farmer. That was a good little digression there. Yeah, fields. Because now we are going to talk about artifacts found that were dug up, construction sites and stuff like that. I'm going to let you start that because yet again, a dog has something they shouldn't have. So go ahead. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sure thing. Our first thing is a 700-year-old mummy that was found under a Chinese road. In 2011, a very well-preserved mummified woman was found underneath a modern road in the city of Taizu in Jiangsu province in eastern China. The woman, a member of the Ming dynasty, was found by a construction crew worker working on the road that was buried under construction workers, described her as being submerged in brown liquid. She was just under five feet tall and dressed in silk finery with robes, slippers, and jewelry. Amazingly, her hair and eyebrows were still intact. After observing her and her tomb, the museum director of Wang Wing estimated that the mummy was about 700 years old. And we got a photo of her here, and it's... She looks good for 700? You don't look a day over... Five ninety nine. Not a know? day. <laughs> <laughs> An eighteen ninety four time capsule was discovered under a Scottish bridge. In two thousand fifteen, in the Carrigorms National Park in Scotland, a one hundred and twenty year twenty one year old time capsule was discovered by construction workers on a section of Ruthven Road Bridge. The capsule itself was a metal box, similar to a safe deposit box at a bank. When the capsule was opened, the items inside 
were found included a whiskey bottle, a newspaper from 1894, a scroll, and some other items. The items in the box itself were donated to a nearby Highland Folk Museum to be studied. It is believed that the time capsule was placed within the structure of the bridge when it was originally constructed at the end of the 19th century. Interesting. I love, just love the idea of time capsules. Oh my God. We made one uh, here at Algonquin. Yeah, I don't know where it is, though. I'm pretty sure it was inside a toilet paper roll. And it was like a piece of string that was cut to my height, like a piece of paper with my hand traced on it. It might have been a thing that I bid on so I could show what my teeth look like. But it's still in the walls there. Like, they're going to find it one day when we're dead. Yeah, it's somewhere. Yep. Uh, A 13th century mansion was found under (gasps) Somerset, England. Dude. Stephanie Teagues and I made a box and put it in her mom's backyard. Buried it? I need to snap her. Well, at the end. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're coming on a podcast. I know. It's a professional show. Don't let show. me forget this. It's a very professional show. Very professional. Very professional. In 2013, during construction for a housing development in Wellington, England, excavators discovered the foundations of a 12th century mansion. Archaeologists working on the discovery later discovered that there were no historical records of the building. Normally, large estates have deeds and other records kept by the occupants, local lords, or with church officials. While no sufficient information about the mansion's history or occupants has ever been found, archaeologists did discover a segment of tile in the mansion with a knight painted on it. Because this is similar to the tiles at Glatzenbury Abbey, the revelation made the site and mansion foundations instantly more important and of great historical value. While the housing project continued, the artifacts uncovered from the archaeological dig ended up being moved to the Museum of Somerset for study and preservation. Damn. I just, I love... Joel loves history and chivalry, stuff. medieval times. Oh, I just love it. He loves it so much. I love it. A 17th century African burial ground was found in Manhattan. History is often obscured by the fog of time and literally rubble. In 1991, plans to build a new federal building in lower Manhattan began with the excavation of just north of the Tweed Counter House, which is now Chinatown. As excavation progressed, workers discovered a 17th century burial ground where African people enslaved in what was then the Dutch colony of New Amsterdam have been continually interred for about a century. Between the 1690s and the 1790s, the site sits between Broadway and Center Street near Thomas Prane Park. Once discovered, the building construction was stopped and further archaeological excavation of the site unearthed the remains. Some individuals were even identified, notably Groot Manuel, who was identified by his living descendant, Christopher Moore. Two years later, the site was recognized as a national historical landmark. A decade later, the remains of over a dozen individuals were ceremoniously reburied, and in 2006, President George W. Bush proclaimed the area a national monument. The discovery and preservation of the burial ground is of huge importance to both African-American history and American history as a whole. Wow, interesting. That's bananas. A random other thing I read at one of our museum trips in uh, New York there. Uh, You know, so New York was a Dutch settlement, right? Originally called New Amsterdam. And where, you know, Manhattan's an island. It was just like the bottom. And they built a big wall to like wall off the part of their city. And the road, which ran up and down where the wall is, that basically cut the island in half, is now called Wall Street. How interesting is that? That's bananas. Wall Street. Uh, I'm going to skip this next one because we talked about it already. Uh, The 2,200-year-old long-lost temple of the pharaoh of Ptolemy IV was found in Egypt. Bonanzos. It's an interesting photo. Looks like hieroglyphs. I don't know what that is. The Egyptian Ministry of Antiquities announced that the construction workers drilling a new drainage sewage drain in Kamshaku Village in Tamadna Township in northern Sohang in Egypt covered the 2,200-year-old long-lost temple of Pharaoh Ptolemy IV. He was the fourth pharaoh of Ptolemaic Egypt from 221 BC to 205 BC where he, when he perished. October 2nd, 2019, the Secretary General of the Supreme Council of Antiquities, Mustafa, said construction was suspended while archaeologists attempt to uncover the temple ruins. The drilling team found several limestone walls with inscriptions, one of which was Ptolemy IV's name. Boy, did that have some big words to read? Bro, I'm really proud of you for succeeding through that. Ready for this? (laughs) Yes. 
A 60,000-year-old woolly mammoth tusk was found in Washington State. <gasps> Joel, what's this? What? That's for private eyes, Selena. Joel, it says, I love you. You're my best friend. Love your little brother. And then you signed it, Joel Horvath, and you put a happy face and a heart. That is so sweet. I did that when I was planning this podcast earlier. I love you, Joel. Damn. Hey, you're my best friend. Fuck you. What the fuck? Was I that? said elephant shoe. No, you didn't. Yeah, I, I did. You, you were very close no, to this. I said elephant shoe. No, you definitely didn't. <laughs> you hurt my soul. Yeah. <laughs> You fucking dick, Joel. <laughs> Beneath the modern frame and foundation of a residential building in Seattle lay a single fossilized tusk of a mammoth columbi. The Columbian mammoth, the fossilized tusk, found beneath the building measured over eight feet long, according to Pan paleontologists who were called in to examine the find. After closer inspection, it was con I'm so bad at words today, was confidently assessed to be at least 60,000 years old and would need to be carbon dated. Particular credit should be given to the AMLI, the residential company that owned the building and land, for taking the step to request that the tusk be removed and preserved by paleontologists. The tusk was soon taken to the Burke Museum of Natural History and Culture in Seattle. Oh, you know, just just a couple of years. What ago. What a weird picture! That's yeah, a I cast don't. being like yeah, a cast being cut that. off. Uh, you know, this was just last year, two years ago. You know, when you go out the west end there, you go under that bridge. There's that water on the right. This guy used to work with at McDonald's, Sam. He yeah. got posted on some national page because he was there fishing, saw something, recognized what it was, and it was like a 1,200 year old, I want to say, elk skull and horns. It's like 1,200 years old, and it was just right there. It is so crazy how things can be in the open eye just yeah, yeah, like yeah. that and we don't even see like he, them. Like just wade into the water in his shorts and had to dig to get it out, but just saw the top sticking out. He's a hunter. Like recognized what it was. I'm pretty sure it's his Facebook profile picture still. <laughs> Dude, that's sick. Yeah, and that was like a kilometer that way. Um, around two dozen coffins were found under a Philadelphia apartment building. Bro. In March 2017, construction crews working on an apartment complex in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Philadelphia unearthed scores of fully intact human remains and coffins Ooh. it's speculated that the remains are from the 18th century as the nearby betsy ross house was allegedly an old burial ground for the first baptist church when the church moved sometime around 1860 they were supposed to exhume and re-inter all of the parishioners remains clearly they cut some corners and the remains discovered discovered were sent to the forensics lab at some big name and they hope to identify them cleaning them analyzing them the ultimate resting place after documentation is mount moria cemetery wow that's bananas wow just shit just being around and just, nobody someone losing the documents and forgetting where it is it's weird to think about a 1500 year old byzantine church beneath was found beneath a highway wow i think it's byzantine or byzantine goodness Honestly, it's kind of hard to dig anywhere in Israel and not find something immersed with historic value. Along the side of an ancient road was the remains of a 1,500-year-old Byzantine church were discovered. When construction workers were performing routine maintenance on a modern highway, very close to the church was where very close to where the church was located. Situated close to Jerusalem, the church had white marble floors and a cruciform-shaped baptism baptizatorium a small pool where worshipers and adherents were baptized into the faith in addition to the church itself lots of smaller items were discovered and saved from destruction by the road maintenance among the items were a mother of pearl shells glass jars marble and oil lamps um the national transportation infrastructure company has taken steps to preserve the entire site for people to see that's really cool it's really interesting mm. photo of like the marble floors like who's just like let's let's bury this how like how do these things get buried you know yeah know. pretty sure that's byzantine and byzantine people were roman people once rome collapsed oh, okay. but at like two thousand years ago they called themselves romans but we in modern time call them byzantine or byzantine nice yeah romans anyways um random other fact here their main god was jupiter and that's where the planet named jupiter comes from the romans god isn't that interesting 
That is cool. More than 40 skeletons, possibly from the 11th or 17th century, were found in England. Construction workers in Buckingham, southern England, discovered 42 buried skeletons while preparing a new development for a former farmland. The skeletons' hands were presumably tied behind their backs, and archaeologists speculate they were either from the Anglo-Saxon Britain or English Civil War from 1642 to 1651. They could even be prisoners who were perished on gallows, but the official report is highly classified neighboring townspeople are demanding information that given the historical significance of the area according to the mk citizen places for people the company that owns the land is planning the development had to commission an archaeological investigation which has which is how the remains were discovered dude um that is absolutely bananas it, it, it just blows my mind that shit like <sighs> It's crazy to think, like, Joel and I were actually talking about this today when we were driving around. I, we were just driving down the street, and I was like, can you imagine, like, how many maybe dead people are just around town? Like, buried, or, like, people don't know they're dead yet. Like, I wonder how many people there are. And you told me that story. It's in, just recently I was skiing, and a friend has a new couple, like, a new couple that joined us. And they were police officers. They were for the OPP. And they met because the one guy person had to come to a new area because there was a whole bunch of murders and i think it's unfortunate but i think murders are people killing other people is actually more common than we're aware it's just not publicized like they like obviously they don't well i think death in general like like i found out i was kind of friends with somebody and she she had told me that there are a lot of deaths around town that like we don't talk about and i was actually really shocked to find out and she's like yeah just last week underneath um a bridge in our town they had found two homeless people that had frozen to death and i'm like why weren't like why doesn't the city know about this because obviously we have a fucking problem if people are freezing other bridges and it was just something that just um wasn't publicized that dog keeps getting into things Uh, if you said bridge that selena's talking about check out her youtube video where we go magnet fishing uh we were actually under that bridge not even that long ago magnet fishing and uh like it's a pretty hot busy street it's the Springbank bridge but it's known that uh sort of like homeless people in camp or camp out under there which is like a pretty it's a sad thing especially like in today's day and age people freezing to death is not fun and this week specifically it's like minus 25 outside right now oh my gosh i had a friend of mine she works um with homeless people like people who are trying to kind of like transition back into living and um she was just telling me about this guy who just was on the street and he just didn't have anywhere to go and it was just the saddest thing ever because like you want to save everybody you know what i mean but um i i always am so curious of like i remember like driving down the street in my town and i just saw like the coroner there like the coroner van and i saw just like people in hazmat suits because and then i found out later it was an unassisted death so unassisted death means like there's really no family they just kind of die in their house and a lot of the time it's it's the smell and because they're just left there for yeah well what's that story about dad uh so our father zoltan he's hungarian uh not so much anymore but previously the hungarian community in woodstock was pretty tight-knit and uh a neighborhood there was a gentleman who was an old hungarian fellow he was mean he was mean nobody liked him yeah nobody liked him but they hadn't seen or heard from him in a couple days and i think the story goes he always turned his light on at nighttime but then his light didn't come on no that was grandpa oh that was oh yeah but uh but anyway somehow the only Hungarian guy one of the neighbors knew they knew this mechanic who worked at Canadian Tire who's Hungarian named Zoltan they call it Canadian Tire I talked to this Hungarian guy and they're like they, we haven't seen this guy forever and there's a weird smell coming from his house can you come over yeah, my d- so <laughs> dad just goes over and goes I'm not call going the police. call the fucking police <laughs> like, call the police yeah uh. but you know like it, it happens a lot and you hear about it a lot um, and that kind of brings us to our next topic, which is 12 newly unearthed mass graves that hid horrific secrets. Oh, dark. 2014. Yeah. yeah. One woman finds 796 children's bodies in a septic tank of an Irish orphanage. Oh, man. In 2014, a grisly discovery was made at the site that was formerly the Bon Secours mother in baby home in Tuam, Ireland. 796 skeletons of children between the ages of three months to three years was found. Local historian Catherine Corliss discovered the home had death certificates for nearly 800 children, but only one burial record. 
So she pushed off for the ex an examination of the grounds. The search uncovered hundreds of bodies in the septic tank of the abandoned Catholic home for the unwed mothers and children. The discovery confirmed the decade-long suspicion that nuns who ran the home were disposing of bodies of children on its grounds with improper burials. An investigation was launched and the bodies were exhumed and subjugated to DNA analysis. According to the court-appointed Mother and Baby Homes Commission, the DNA results confirmed the children were all under the age of three and they were buried mostly in the 1950s not even that long ago the children died mainly of disease and symptoms related to severe neglect yeah that's a sad one that um that really about it, it, it kind of circles back to what we've been dealing with in canada here recently with um the aboriginal schools that were started when you know a lot of the children were taken from their homes and kind of forced into um these these catholic homes where they were like just really trying to fit them they, a lot of them were killed a lot of them like it, may, it literally makes me sick to think about you know i remember the number started so small at 200 it's it's in the thousands now it's like 6, and 000. and i feel like we aren't even at the tip of the iceberg but like this shit blows my mind like the last one was shut down in 1994 yeah we, we like the 90s like that blows my mind and it's the fact that like everyone looks at canada and they're like oh my god everyone's so nice in canada canada is so great we have a dark history we have a very hidden history mm -hmm. because like oh yeah canada's great it's nice but it's it's really really dark the things that have happened here and that's why like it's so important to be an advocate for those kind of things because like i wasn't aware and something that i tell people a lot of the time that people don't understand is like joel and i we will we we were raised being told you are indigenous absolutely Hard. well like yeah. half almost to the point like you're you're half like this is your history this is this so like we spent our entire lives being so educated on the things that had happened here and then it wasn't until a couple of years ago when i did ancestry dna that i found out that not even not not even not zero. even a part is zero um kind of a milkman's i think it's a milkman story a little bit there <laughs> um but like that that doesn't stop me from being like in any kind of ally that i can because these things that happen worse than a horror movie and like even hearing this like this was um an irish orphanage like why are these children dying of neglect like obviously they didn't have the resources back then but like that's no excuse and i don't know why it always fucking comes back to the catholic church it's always catholics man i just um it makes me mad and like i have this issue now and i don't know if it's because like i can't have children but i see these videos like you hear like oh a baby was found in a dumpster a like you could put a baby on anyone's front porch 99 percent of the time it would be all right you know what I mean? I'll take your baby. I'll take your baby. I would like that is my dream. Like this is I I'm not one to like I tried to have kids for years and I'm like I'm not going to force it if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. But like if someone came to me tomorrow, I don't care who the fuck you are, but if someone comes to me and they're like I'm having this baby, will you take it? Done. Hmm. I'll get the lawyer like whatever cuz like I'm a safe place. Mhm. Mm you know i'm a safe place and any like 99 percent of women would be if you approach a woman and say i can't take care of my child they will know they will take care of themselves Anyone. they will find someone you know they'll, they'll do station, the right thing fire department yeah there's baby boxes you my can google house. it my house <laughs> like damn but yeah that's one of the that's one of the things that really bothers me but i don't like these stories here like say even they die you're putting them in the septic tank wonderful thank oh, you man. Kids. kids with me another one that gets me specifically you know everyone Ma, our mom has ms wheelchairs big part of my life and sickness selena's too seeing kids in wheelchairs oh it's like a punch to the stomach seeing kids in wheelchairs Man. fucks me up bro where'd we even care which is we're really going on di Joel's, digressions Joel's crying. nah but kids in wheelchairs man kids in wheelchairs fuck me up does monday at the office feel like a storm not with microsoft copilot that feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah, kids will just fuck me up. All right, come on. Let's okay, go. We're going to cry. Okay. Next topic. 2015, construction workers discover Spanish flu pandemic burial site in Pennsylvania. We already did this one. Oh, we did? Yep. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 2015. 2015. <laughs> Colombian authorities uncover world's largest urban mass grave in Medellin? Medellin? What would you call it? Medellin? Mm-hmm. According to Justice for Colombia, a peace and social justice nonprofit, Colombia, finds an average of 12 bodies per week in mass graves. Bro, what the fuck? That number received a bump in 2015 when Colombian authorities discovered what may have been the largest urban mass grave in the world in a landfill of Comuna 13, a slum on the outskirts of Mendelin. According to eyewitnesses, up to 300 bodies were buried in an area that measures 285,000 square feet, which is about five football fields. They are suspected to be victims of the ongoing conflict between the government paramilitary and cartel forces this makes the landfill the largest urban mass grave to ever be unearthed oh that's sad man that's sad oh this next one looks dark buddy Jesus. again 2015 what a weird year these are 2014 2015 2015 african union finds evidence of forced cannibalism in mass graves all over south sudan Africa. I uh, previously in school, I did a project on the genocide in Rwanda. I remember that. Oh man, Africa is no joke. Africa can be very scary. Uh, South Sudan is the world's newest nation. Hmm. It's declared its independence in 2011 and tragically devolved into a human humanitarian disaster due to a civil war in 2013 a report released in 2015 by the african union states that investigators found mass graves all over south sudan while disturbing evidence of war crimes including forced cannibalism from all sides some of the horrific that's acts, different than sit down and eat your peas jesus like what is forced cannibalism you have to eat, eat this each other? ear i don't want to make jokes of, that's, that's pretty dark <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lena. Some of the horrific acts described by the African Union report include evidence that some of the people who had been gathered were compelled to eat human flesh, while others were forced to drink human blood belonging to a victim who had been slaughtered and his blood collected on a plate. An eyewitness account described seeing South Sudan army soldiers burning dead bodies and compelling newer women to eat burnt flesh of the burnt victims. There are actually, I watched a documentary just last night actually about Namibia where uh, African tribesmen, they will bleed cattle and drink their blood for some reason. Not like they won't bleed them to death. Like they'll just take out small bloodletting and then drink their blood. All right. Yeah, it's weird. So 2015 again. I don't know what was going what on. What is going on? 2015. Malaysian investigators discover human trafficking victims in a mass grave network across Malaysia and Thailand. Malaysian authorities unearthed multiple mass grave sites on the border of Malaysia and Thailand in 2015, uncovering a human trafficking network that exploited the refugee crisis of the Rohingya, a prosecuted Muslim minority from Myanmar, as well as a nom. It's economic immigrants from Bangladesh by capturing and selling them into forced labor. 139 graves were found and Malaysia's national police chief, Khalid Ubar Bakar, told reporters that he was not sure how many bodies were in each grave. As many as 28 camps were found by Malaysian investigators and each camp held hundreds of people forcibly crammed together in cages. Corpses were found rotting in pens so badly decomposed that five body bags were needed to remove it. The Thai police also uncovered more camps and mass graves with 29 remains on the side of the border, pointing to vast modern-day slave trade. Thai authorities launched an investigation on their own and culminating the arrest of 102 people, including 21 government officials, on charges of forcible detention leading to death, trafficking, and belonging to organizations, transnational 
criminal networks. The exhumed bodies show evidence of starvation and torture and even more unsettling and unorganized nature of the human trafficking operation. Campsites and graves are physical proof of the network's resources and power. See, this is the thing. Like, we know what happened, you know, in World War II, Nazi Germany. Camps like that exist. They're still, they're still in today's world. They still exist, and we're so unaware. I'm actually getting uncomfortable reading these. I know. They're not even, like, this was only a few years ago. Like, we thought that this was going to be, let's jump a couple, because some of them. Yeah, this one's pretty Yeah, dark. let's go, let's, let's jump to 2016. Let's talk about some ancient, ancient Athens. Jump to this one. Yeah. yeah, this is getting the guys. I know we're yeah, dark. Ones... I know we're dark, but I don't want to like dark on this podcast. But I don't want to bring you like, uh, like this one. These, this group is in the news today. <laughs> yeah, they're in the news right now. That's a pretty dark one. Wow. 2016, archaeologists uncover 80 shackled skeletons of a rebel army executed for invading ancient Athens. Archaeologists in Athens, Greece, made a chilling discovery when they unearthed a mass grave containing 80 skeletons. They were all shackled and neatly arranged in row. Experts believe the skeletons belonged to prisoners of war and were part of a mass execution. They have been executed all in the same manner, but they have been buried with respect. Dr. Stella... Chiroski, the lead investigator, told reporters, archaeologists have pieced together that the prisoners were killed by head trauma sometimes between 650 and 625 BC. The skeletons show that the prisoners were young men in good health, shackled in iron with their arms above their heads. It's uncertain whether the killing blow came before or after they were neatly laid out in a row. Further DNA analysis will hopefully yield answers about this mystery. The top theory is that the men were part of a rebel army of Cylon, an Athenian nobleman who staged a group in 632 BC that failed. Cylon is said to have hid an Acropolis when his men were taken prisoner. Bro, that's bananas. Mm. 2017, scientists dig up 45 human brains from the Spanish Civil War that turned to soap. See, this is the shit I like reading on here, you know? Scientists in northern Spain made a grisly discovery after exhuming a mass grave from the Spanish Civil War. 45 preserved human brains, intact organs are extremely rare to find, and 45 specimens make it an unprecedented discovery for forensic scientists. The brains were preserved through a combination of precise microbiological microbi I try so hard. Microbiological microbiological chemical and physical factors that led to soapification a process that changes dead bodies into a soap-like substance forensic anthropologist fernando cerula believes that the victims were shot and buried in the summer and fall of 1936 by winter the mass graves were a pool of soapified bodies cerula reported his findings 45 of the bodies formed grave wax a film on the body of the fat that forms on the corpses due to low oxygen which protects the internal organs from further damage i don't i don't really understand how it turns to soap that's i'm not a chemistry crazy guy. okay these are continuously there's, dark. there's one more here okay you read the last one then. 2018 archaeologists discover brutally battered skulls in an underwater grave in sweden what Ooh. in 2018 archaeologists discovered a grave of skulls buried in a prehistoric lake in sweden dating back 8,000 years to the european mesolithic culture the discovery baffled archaeologists as the condition of the skulls challenged notions regarding the rituals of death in the mesolithic cultures the skulls were of 12 individuals and found alongside a full skeleton of an infant that was likely a stillborn or died shortly after birth seven of the skulls found had marks indicating blunt force trauma to the head which would have been resulted in a slow and agonizing death the skulls appeared to have been deliberately buried underwater and jawbones were missing from all but one of the skulls. Archaeologists remain unsure why the individuals may have been buried in such a fashion. However, some scientists believe the markings and missing jawbones may indicate early Mesolithic tribes displayed the heads of enemies on spikes. Dude. That's what, you know what I was just thinking about when you were in that? How weird it is that we're like, we live these lives and we have these traumas and these happinesses and the, we live these like things, we have houses and then you die and eventually everyone who knows you dies and you're just, it, it's like you never existed. Don't you know that TikTok sound? Everyone is going to die so nothing matters. That's the sound on TikTok. 
That's a little too dark for me right now, buddy. Because sure sometimes, sometimes late at night, we all go to dark places. We go to some dark fucking places, buddy. Would you believe that was forty-two pages, bro? We busted through forty-two pages. It wasn't bad. No, but so guys, that comes to the end of the haunted estate. Joel, what do you have any? Do you have any advice? Some closing words? Some somethings? No. No. Okay. Okay. I'll let you take. Oh wait, you want me to do an outro? Yeah, you, you do the outro. Um, basically, you know how roller coasters go up and down? That's life. We don't all beat to the beat of one drum. Some people seem further ahead. Some people seem further behind. But we each have a car in different gear. I don't really know where I'm... That was I'm fucking... Kinda, I'm kind of rambling. fucking beautiful. Like when you're at the bottom, there's nowhere else to go. Or I'll give you a motorcycle reference. Gears on a motorcycle, there's one gear down and six up. So... If you're down you only got six more up to go there's nowhere else to go once you're Joel, that's deep and i like the metaphor of that and something else wonder <laughs> something else i want you guys to know no matter where you're at at life there's people worse than you and there's people better than you there's this i do social media i might have a lot of followers but am i content no we all want to do better we want to do this don't make a permanent decision on a temporary feeling because as i say in every episode everything can change overnight it did for me i have been in those dark places that you have been i've had the anxiety that you have had but i want you to know that believe it or not eventually things have to get better they cannot stay the way they are if you are not happy with your life if it is going the same change it i know you think you don't have the power to do it but you absolutely do i love you boo crew thank you for tuning in to another episode of the haunted estate reach out to a crisis sign if you're not doing well i know we talk about some dark shit sorry if we triggered anyone today but i just want to say i love that you're coming back every week you honestly when i say i love you i mean it check out my youtube channel check out my books check out my merch check out my makeup if you love me hey it means a lot if not that's cool leave me a review on amazon for my books leave me a review on apple for my podcast it would mean so much to me guys and we will see you again next week i love you boo crew stay true to yourself stay weird and stay true Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.